Hello and welcome to the unofficial United Women's podcast. My name is Amy, I'm here with my husband Ash um, and we're going to just be talking a few of our thoughts around what's been going on in the last season, uh, some of the people who've left, uh, new signings, that kind of stuff. And we're here also with our daughter, um, M. Turner, uh, like a certain United player, uh, so, Ash, what do you think? Yes, hello, I'm Ash. Yes, um, M Turner, like Millie Turner, uh, the United Women's centre-back. And, of course, my wife here, Amy Turner, who's a former centre-back of United Women, um, who now plays for Tottenham, I believe. Um, so, yeah, that's let's get cracking. Let's look back at last season. Um, I believe it was just the fifth season since the United Women's team were founded. They have made really good progress, and last season... Disappointing in the Continental Cup with a group stage exit, but FA Cup final reached and second in the league, which qualified them for the Champions League for the first time, albeit it will involve a qualifier next season. And just two points behind a formidable Chelsea team. Um, just two draws, two defeats with 18 wins of the 22 games. Um, it's pushed so close, but if you if you're offered that at the start of the season, it definitely would have been taken. Um Again, just a bit more background. We had a season ticket last season, and although it didn't include the cup games, um, this calendar year the home cup games included. I think it was five nil against Durham, and that thriller with the three two semi final victory over Brighton, including late goals. Um, and just to touch on some of the league games at home this calendar year. Now the reason I mention this, um, we only actually made it to one home game this calendar year due to the birth of our daughter. Um, now, the game we went to was 0-0 against Everton, but looking at the other home games they've had this season, low scoring, but 2-1 victory against City and 1-0 against Arsenal, and then high scoring, 3-0 v Spurs, 6-0 v Liverpool, 4-0 v West Ham at Old Trafford, 5-1 v Leicester. That's all this calendar year, so of all the goals that there were and all the great wins, we typically happen to be at the 0-0, which... Um, although Chelsea had a better goal difference, United, of course, were only two points off um, top of the league, which the two points dropped there maybe were, were crucial in that. Um, yeah, let's. We won't go. To, we won't go into detail with every game, but if we want to look at um, play of the season, so I believe it was Hannah Blundell, left back Hannah Blundell, who won the players' play of the year, and I think it was uh, since departed um, from the club, Alessia Russo, who won fans' player of the year. Um, so I'll just hand over to him and just tell me a little bit about your thoughts about that and or who your pick or picks were. Um, yeah. Well, I think um, on the actual app, I remember I voted for Onabadje on the basis that I thought maybe if enough fans, if she got the players, uh, if a fans player, then maybe she would think that she would actually stay. Um, just like a little attempt to get her to stay because I really rated her. And I thought she also did have a good season as well. And she's always played well whenever we've seen her. Gives everything to it. But um, probably my actual player um, probably is or maybe Leah Galton. I think she had a really uh, strong season as well. And just, yeah, just you felt like when she was playing, you felt quite comfortable that there was someone in attack that was ready. I thought Garcia uh, really did well when she came on. Um, I thought... She got some crucial goals. And also even uh, Rachel Williams is a super sub, uh, got some good goals as well. Um, and then obviously there's the players that actually won the award, like Russo and 
uh, Blundell, who obviously played well because they got the awards as well. How about yourself? So my vote was for new signing, uh, Maya Letizia, signed from Brighton last summer. Uh, young English centre-back, I believe she's only recently turned 21, I think. Um, can play right-back, can play centre-back, played most of the season at centre-back, so right-sided centre-back, formed quite a good partnership with Millie Turner. Um, I'm not sure, did the United women maybe get the most clean sheets in the league? I'm sure Mary has got the most as a goalkeeper, so it showed what an impact she has and what I liked about her. She seems to be a ball-playing centre-half and obviously the men's team seeing Lissandro Martinez come in and that ability to bring the ball out of defence, play a pass in between the lines and it can help um, break teams down, keep the fluidity of the move. And I felt Letizia did that as well as having some really good diagonals. I mean, the amount of time she played a diagonal to um, the aforementioned Leah Galton on the left wing. Uh, and I was really impressed by her temperament. I thought she'd perhaps maybe half a dozen appearances here and there, maybe the cup games and just be gradually used in, but she really made that position her own and I was really impressed with her. A um, little bit of pace for centre-back as well back there. So she she got my vote, but yeah, Leah Galton, I've always been a big fan of her. Um, I know that video games like FIFA are worlds apart from the real thing, but when I play pro clubs with my friends, I for you know 10 plus years, I've always been the left midfielder. So... I feel it's just because of that. I've always looked at you know, left-footed left-wingers, which Galton is, and um, I've really been impressed by her. Um, I was a little surprised with the award, especially the f- um, fans player, but again, like you mentioned, with trying to persuade Badgey to stay, maybe the fans wanted to do likewise by voting Russo in. Um, not a bad season, um, but similar to Ella 2 not wouldn't say a bad season, but for their standards... Um, I appreciate it was a big summer, you know, reaching the um, Euros final and winning it. Fantastic summer, great achievement, played the part. Um, maybe it took its toll. But for their high standards, perhaps wasn't... I thought there was more from them, so I was a bit surprised with Russo winning it overall. But, yeah, it is what it is. I think she still was the top scorer with 13 overall. And again, Galton, I think she joint top scored with Russo with 10 in the league. So, you know, 10 goals from out wide um, is quite impressive. But, you know, Letizia got my vote and... I think she's got a big future in the game. I believe she's on standby for England women for this summer's World Cup. Um, and I'm sure she'll have a part to play on the international stage as well. Um, so, yeah, so a bit of a whistle-stop tour there about a recap from last season, I'm, I'm sure, as we move forward. Um, not necessarily in this podcast, but in future ones. So we might be touching on certain games or moments from last season. Um, but if we move on to, I guess, the crossover period from last season into next season... Obviously, there's been some departures from the club. Um, the likes of Toon Cara, Jane, Jade Moore have left. Uh, I believe em- one of the backup goalkeepers, Emily Ramsey, has left. Um, Tara Bourne, I believe, has left. Cascarino's come back to is it PSG after a, a brief loan. And two very high-profile, notable departures. Um, two players have already been mentioned, of course. Honor Badge, who, personal opinion, is probably the best right-back in the world. And, of course, Alessia Russo. Um... I've got plenty of thoughts to share on that, but I've been speaking for a little bit now. So, yeah, I'll hand over to yourself, Amy, and yeah, just a little bit about your feelings and thoughts about the departures of Badge and Russo. I think, um, obviously, it's very sad seeing them go, especially, like you said, top players uh, on form, uh, quite reliable in the games. Um, you trusted them if they were playing. Um, really did did rate them. I think I was slightly more gutted to see Badge go 
than I was Russo go, but I also understand Baje's reasons because obviously being Spanish, she's obviously going to want to play in Barcelona. That makes complete sense. She's gone out of the WSL, so it's not like we're going to be having to play against her unless um, we play against them in Champions League, uh, which is a possibility, but still it's not going to be, you know, as uh, as we're not going to be seeing her all all over the shop in uh, WSL. But I think it's harder to take when Russo goes and she goes to her rival. Um, and, you know, you've got some, some thoughts around that about, you know, they... You know, United have finished above them and, uh, you know, have done really well. They've got into Champions League and why why did she go at this kind of time? Could she have stayed just for a little bit longer? Um, and, you know, Arsenal have got players in those positions, albeit they've got a lot of injuries. But uh, will she actually get the same amount of time there? Is she going to be as needed there as she was needed in United? Uh, but, you know... We we don't know everything that has gone on. We don't know everything that's happened. It sounds like that perhaps there was a bit of a lousy contract deal that um, you know United were weren't quite offering her. And um, you know sometimes when you when you see an opportunity that looks really good um, and it's gonna it's gonna impact you. And I believe that she's got family down south and different things like that. You know maybe all of that had an impact in her decision and. I think it's important um, to yeah, just let her, let her go in a in a kind of good headspace and let her um, let her do what she needs to do. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll get a new striker and that position won't be kind of too too much impacted by that. It is um, is sad to see people go to a rival, um, and like I said, like different to Baje, we're gonna have to see her. Um, and we're going to have to play against her and you don't really want to do that but um, hopefully the team is, is strong enough um, like you said Leigh Galton she's got goals in her uh, Garcia's got goals in her uh, Williams uh, Toon when she's on form she's got goals assists in her so um, there's still plenty of people in the kind of in the squad that could be doing um, uh, could be doing that position yeah, no, absolutely, no, some good points there. And just to, yeah, give my, share my thoughts and feelings. Um, obviously, Badgey, I mean, I think they're both the same age. I believe both Badgey and Risa are 24. But yeah, Badgey, doing a bit of research, I think she grew up not too far from Barcelona. She was on their books as a youngster. I think she always said she would go back to them as, cause, as they were the club who formed her. Um, I can, no, she's a formidable player. She's give her all on the field, and I can you no know, reason with that. I always feel that in football, you no know, such as the the status of Real Madrid and Barcelona in the game, that most players would have some kind of inkling to play for them if the opportunity arose. But let alone someone like Badge, who has been there before, homegrown player, etc. Um, so. More, no, more reason with that now I'm not saying that Russo hasn't given her all of course she has and she's re- spoke really well on the official United's podcast um, a while back um, give a lot to the club really developed as a player I wasn't too sure when she first came in but I think she really developed good balance with the speed good in the air strength holding the ball up good dribbling ball carrying abilities um, and of course finisher scored some um, some good goals and some important goals over the last couple of seasons including the winners in both home and away fixtures against Arsenal her new club last season. 
My feelings with Russo, though, is she, although she is from, um, I think she was from Maidstone originally, she's had spells at Charlton, Chelsea and Brighton, of course, in the south of England um, over the course of her career, including youth career. So, yeah, maybe she's got family there as well. I, it, 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 um, it hurts and it stings a bit more. I feel, again, because of her age at 24, and I know, I, like I say, Badger is the same, and she was out of contract and you know, the club of the shows of mismanagement and neglect of the women's team by the club, not maybe run by football people um, above. Um, the slowness to give her a new con or offer a new contract and was the pay parity what she wanted, etc. All these factors. But at 24, out of contract, could she have signed a two year deal, for example, give, him, give the club another season, Champions League to come, at least with a qualifier? Came close, you no know, FA Cup final, second in the league. The platform is there. Could she have spearheaded the club into the Champions League, pushed him on, try and won a trophy with her childhood club? And then next season, next summer, with say a year left, it could have been permission to go, get, you know, bring in a fee for the club. If if they win a trophy, great, she can, you know, bow out having won a trophy with the club or if not then it's like right time to go and pursue other goals and trophies elsewhere I've give, give my time to the club now um so they're, they're some of the reasons why I felt she should stay mm-hmm. again we don't know behind the scenes and what happened with the contract situation but you know as a childhood fan that, that we are we probably well, I've always thought I would pay the club to play for them let alone get paid to play for them um so the pay she was already on I'm sure was comfortable um to live on Likewise, this new offer, I'm sure, was more and still comfortable. Yeah, maybe it wasn't as parity with some of the other players in the league and maybe Arsenal have offered um, a lot more. I'm not too sure. You hear stuff about it was more the timing of it. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of factors and I'm sure maybe more details will come out over the coming weeks, months or even years um, about you know, this move. But, again, I'm going to Arsenal. Maybe they're in a better position to win and challenge for trophies. You know, they still scraped into the Champions League themselves, won the Continental Cup, uh, only got knocked out by the FA Cup by, obviously, that formidable Chelsea team. They've had injuries as well, so I'd get a fully fit squad, add Russo in there. I'm sure they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, but it's things a bit, you know, you heard links, I think Wolfsburg and Leon and PSG and back to America with Washington, and she's had a spell earlier in her career over in America. You think if you can maybe forgive it if it was one of those clubs, but it's things a bit to go um, to Arsenal, a rival. Um, and just to cross over into the men's game, it was 2014, Boyhood fan Danny Welbeck also left United to join Arsenal, but I feel it was different factors. He didn't want to leave. Um, I'm not saying Russo initially did, but Welbeck didn't want to leave. But the club had Rooney, Van Persie, obviously it was Van Gaal coming in, he obviously had that connection with Van Persie. Rooney, obviously a club great. They'd brought in Falcao on loan. James Wilson was trying to be integrated as a young striker. There was no European football at all. And they were out of the League Cup um, to MK Dons before the summer window had even ended. So it was literally just the league until January, for, until the FA Cup started. So there was limited game time. And over pre-season, it was a five-at-the-back system. So with those players mentioned, Welbeck was never really going to get an opportunity up front. And you know he could play out wide, certainly on the left, but they weren't even playing that formation with the you know, natural wingers at the time. And I believe the club were, would have been open to a loan, but you know, he didn't want another loan. He wanted to go permanently. So um, obviously rivalry is still there, but perhaps it wasn't quite the heights as it was earlier in you know, the noughties, you know, the Wenger-Ferguson era. So it wasn't 
ideal, but you can understand it a bit more. And he's since scored goals against United, including for Arsenal and um, some big important goals as well. But it was a, bit, a little bit more understandable, a little bit different at the time. Whereas, you know, you look at United Arsenal women's game now, sort of um, battling it out, you know, jostling for you know, league positions for trophies, hopefully, from United's point of view as well. So, yeah, it does sting a little bit in that sense. But, yeah. No, no players bigger than the club. Uh, like I say, I'm sure they'll be looking to bring in a striker now and, yeah, see what happens in that sense. Um, so we mentioned a new striker. So if we look at um, moving on to maybe transfer targets, certainly positions we think needs to be strengthened. Um, and if we just firstly touch on a confirmed signing as recently as yesterday, I believe, um, the Welsh Gemma Evans, which, of course, my wife here is... Welsh and where you live in Wales. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about her first of all and then we'll look at positions. So, yeah, Gemma Evans signed yesterday. Yeah, um, I actually remember seeing her. I watched the Wales games. I remember seeing her play for Wales. Um, and I, I don't know if I just kind of noticed her because she had quite like a distinctive haircut with her fringe, kind of blonde fringe, or whether she was kind of playing really well and maybe that's why I noticed her but I definitely did pay attention to her she did seem to be um one of the players that was maybe making things happen a little bit more obviously she's come from is it Reading uh that she's come from mm. just been relegated so hopefully she's got that fire in the belly uh to play for a big club like United and um yeah obviously we being Welsh love to see Welsh women do well um we've got Hayley Ladd in the team um, so her Welsh teammate and hopefully uh, that will help her settle in and and just yeah get on with the job and uh, yeah thinking about the defence with uh, Onegon it's you want uh, you want to strengthen that as much as possible um, so yeah we'll see what happens in in there yeah so just doing a bit of reading again around Gemma Evans again 26 good age I believe it was a free signing after the expiry of her contract Left-footed, I believe, as well, so it's something different. Again, I had mentioned earlier with the men's team, with Martinez coming in at the back, left-footed, different dimension, dynamic to the back line, especially with his ball-playing abilities. And Evans, being left-footed, I believe, allow her to perhaps be that natural left-footed on the left-hand side, where Millie Turner, who is right-footed, played there predominantly last season. Again, with Honor Bajay's departure, maybe it allows Letizia to be moved to right-back, where she has played before. Maybe Millie Turner pushes over to the right side of centre-back, so she's still next to Letizia, so they've got that connection, partnership, understanding, communication, chemistry, etc. And they're allowing Evans to slot in as a left-sided centre-back with presumably Hannah Blundell um, at left-back. So, yeah, it's an interesting bit of pedigree there, a bit of a WSL, women's, you know, the Women's Super League experience there. Yes, she's just got relegated, but plenty of experience. A couple of years there with Reading, um, in the mid-40s, I believe, with Caps Wales, 45, I think. And you mentioned Hayley Ladd, that connection. I believe they played together at centre-half for the national side. Hayley Ladd, of course, usually um, defensive midfielder predominantly and for United, but she often plays at centre-half for Wales. So, again, maybe that's something to look at. Ladd can drop into centre-half next to Evans when they've already got that connection and, um, and know how to gather the chemistry there. Or in certain games or certain situations, if Ladd's playing, you could maybe make, bring on an attacker or midfielder for a centre-back, drop Ladd, who perhaps starts back into defence next to Evans, and, and then it's, you know, it's a positive sub um, 
coming to take off defender, bring an attacker, but you still got the experience and again, ball playing ability of lad to drop back in there. So interesting to see how that works. Um, a guarantee, I believe, of two Champions League games with the two-legged qualifier to come in the autumn. Um, of course, Continental Cup, FA Cup, Women's Super League, and hopefully, of course, at least the group stage of the Champions League. So there will be games that so will need squad depth, um, competition for places. So um, that takes us nicely into the transfer um, position. So, yeah, I'll hand it over to you what, uh, no, not, necess- not necessarily names at this stage, but maybe looking at some of the positions they um, need. So, yeah, what do you think? Um, so, yeah, I mean, striker's got to be the main one. Um, you, you look at the team and you can think maybe we can shuffle the defence around a little bit. You know, um, Hannah Blundell potentially could go on the right um, and we could get a, uh, you know, move people around or, or Leticia can go on the right. So we've got a little bit of option, a little bit of leeway there. Uh, but really up front, uh, you've got Rachel Williams, but she's not going to be starting every game. Um, it's going to be quite difficult uh, to yeah fill that position. Um, I know striker is notoriously quite a hard, hard place to fill. Uh, but yeah, seems their connection with some Barcelona players, um, which hopefully, um, you know, could pan out. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens in the coming couple of months. Uh, it'll be. I like um the the women's world cup is uh just around the corner because it will then give us the chance to maybe just look at uh, some of the potential players that might be playing for united um particularly looking at what striker we might like but um, obviously it's not up to us so we'll see what happens there absolutely yeah of course the um forthcoming world cup you know the amount of players who have been signed on the back of a good international tournament um, not just united just um across football in general really so it's a a good opportunity to put yourself um in the shop window so and to you know see if you can cut it on um one of the biggest stages um i say one off um, i'm not the massive most massive of fans of international football so um certainly the men's game i've always put the champions league in the highest regard for example but yeah that's perhaps a discussion for another time but it's still absolutely of course massive occasion for um for players and yeah push for more of a starting role at the current club or to get themselves a move away. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I agree about a striker. Um, again, with the men's team, if no one else comes in, if you know, if no one leaves or if players leave and they're not replaced, whatever happens, they need a striker. And even more so with the women's now that Russo has left, they need that starting striker. Again, position of scrutiny, especially United. You know, if you're not scoring you know, at least a goal game, you, know, you come under the firing line. So... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens in that sense. Um, you've got Martha Thomas, who can play there. Even Garcia in Paris. Leon, Adrian Leon coming back from loan. Possible options there, but perhaps more suited for out wide. Um, so, yeah, they absolutely need a starting uh, striker there. Uh, if we move backwards, I think they're okay on their wings with Paris and Leon mm. and Garcia, Thomas, Galton, etc. Two no push could drift out there. Um, so I don't think it's a um, necessarily... A major position to target again. I spoke earlier. I know the phrase with Galton. I really like it. And again, Garcia perhaps didn't start as much as I hoped. I haven't seen um a lot of things I liked about her. But having listened again to the official United podcast with manager Mark Skinner a few weeks ago, he spoke about Garcia. She'll have more of a role, more of a starting role to play in the upcoming season as she gets more accustomed to the English game. Having only um signed last summer. He liked his, her impact off off the bench, um, stretch teams 
later in the game, and but I'm sure she'll have more of a starting position. Again, Paris played a lot, her work rate, um, attitude seems to suit again more for Thomas can stretch defences with her pace and runs in behind. Um the glimpses I've seen of Leon always liked. Um she didn't really get much of a chance, but if she stays if she sticks mm-hmm. around, I'm sure there's more options there. Um moving into midfield, you've got Toon, Ella Toon and um, Vilda Borissa as options mm-hmm. as like the number ten, but also deeper, I think. I would like to see them perhaps both as starting as number eight and then have one of Zalem or Lad um holding um, the midfield together a bit of a Casemiro role at number six um, shielding the defence giving licence for the likes of Toon and Berissa to get on the ball create get in between the lines play in between the lines got goals in them especially at home to teams or, well not necessarily at home but in any games where you perhaps can have more of the ball um, you know, it could suit and then yeah maybe get that pivot of Lad and Zellin and you know, maybe away at the likes of Arsenal City Chelsea for example um, but we'll see how that works again you need depth you need competition for places um you've got um Nolson Nolson apologies if I got the pronunciation wrong only came in January some injuries so um see if she's got a role to play but it's maybe a position perhaps not the biggest priority but possibly a position to look at someone just to keep the current crop on the toes maybe an injection of energy in there so uh, not a priority but interesting to see what happens there and again with the defense you you spoke about it can be chop and change and that interchangeability. Mm. You can move players around. You know, you've got with Evans coming in, you've got five centre offs with Manion, Turner, Letitia, and Torres Dottier. I've mentioned that Letitia can be pushed to the right um, with Bundell um, left back. You've got Jade Riviere who came in in January. She, I believe, can play both sides. Canadian international. I believe she's made the World Cup squad for all of them. So I'm sure she's got a part to play. With Vajay going, you could possibly look to sign um, first choice right back. As a direct replacement, or alternatively, alternatively, sorry, what I would do is look for a left footed, a natural left footed left back, um, and push Blundell to right back potentially for perhaps the starting full backs. Blundell, you know, I like her, I do rate her, and you now she won players player of the year, and it's a high accolade to obtain. But she is right footed by trade, and I always feel if you can have one left footer in the team, it has to be your left back or you know your left back should always be left footed perhaps is a better way to phrase it um, just with the position they play it can be a bit awkward you know if you're receiving it from the goalkeeper out from the back um, it can sometimes stifle moves you know cutting back onto your right foot um, in that position I know a lot of wingers often are the opposite foot to the flank that they play on and, but with them being closer to the goal you can afford to cut inside you know bounce um, passes in off in and off the you no know, strikers get shots away cutting in etc um, but I feel that left back should always be left footed like I say she's she's a really um, cracking player Blundell up and down good energy good work rate good attitude uh, I really do rate her but sometimes you know she's getting in the crossing position but then she's cutting back because she's perhaps not on her favoured foot or uh, where she could curl the ball you know, down the channel for the, the run of Galton or in you know, ball into you know, like Russo as it would have been last season perhaps opting to cut back and play perhaps a safe back pass back to Turner so um, that's what I would do personal opinion and preference but um, we'll, we'll see what happens so uh, I'm sure there's other positions you know any player coming in is welcome and you know, that competition for play six years you know we might see outgoings um, further outgoings you know you never know so uh, it's one to keep an eye on um, but striker would be the absolute paramount uh, preference and you could even make a you know um, the argument for a second one um, with potential games to come, Champions League as well. And like I said, Williams, Rachel Williams really played her part, really good impact sub. 
brilliant goal uh, late on and felt a big moment in the season away at Reading back in January, I think it was. Um, yeah, great second stroke, third striker to have. Like I say, if there's other players who can play there, but can you bring in at least one, if not maybe two natural strikers um, you know, to, to battle that out up there? Um, so yeah, we'll just want to keep an eye on. And you know, our aim, I think, is to, of course, you know, do this more often. Hopefully listeners will enjoy it and look forward to more content. Um, obviously in that, obviously World Cup to come on. I'm sure we might we could do some World Cup podcasts. You know, even if we highlight on the United players. So who've you got? You've got Mary Selim, Toon with England with Leticia on standby. You've got Borussia with Norway. Um, who else have we got? We've got Riviera and Leon with Canada. I think. Um, there might be other ones. Um, possibly Garcia with Spain. So. Um, yeah, something for us to perhaps look at, even if we highlight on their games and game time and see how they do. As well as you know, other transfer targets emerge to you know, to keep an eye on and see how they do um, on the biggest of stage, which I know you're looking forward to, aren't you, for, mm. with the World Cup? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to look at for, for this initial podcast? Yeah, I think we've covered a lot there and with yeah. more to come. Again, heading to new season, we want to do some previews, match previews, match reviews. Uh, again, over the summer, we can look at you know, the pre-season, the friendlies, um, players who leave, players who come in. So, yeah, keep an eye out um, and we'll be sure to yeah, update as much as possible. I, I know it's something we enjoy talking about naturally on walks or just on the sofa and car journey. So we thought, why not turn it and convert it into um, a podcast? And, yeah, we'll always try and do as much background as we can so we can give you as accurate information, as detailed as possible, so, you, so, at least we, so that we at least sound like we know what we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Any parting words or anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? No, I think you covered it, Lord. Yeah, no, it's been good. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you for joining me. Thank you for listeners out there. Um, be sure to tune in next time. Thanks very much and take care.